We're going to read from Galatians, and let's crack open these pew Bibles. If you, there's one right in front of you. They're blue. I, the reason we're having, I'm having you do this, the percentage, if you open your Bible today, there's like 80% more likely chance that you'll open your Bibles when you're at home. I just want to get you in the habit. This is a Bible, and it's blue, and there's the Word of God in it. And I think we should get in the habit of opening Bibles. It's uh, on page 191 of this pew Bible. And there's also, because there's only one verse in the bulletin, and I want to read a little more than just one verse. Um, A word about Galatians. Paul is teaching the people of Galatia that you don't have to convert to Judaism before becoming a Christian. And he's, he's really proclaiming the message that Jesus came for everybody and came to, give, came to give grace. And so he's winding up and he's just giving practical tips on how to live, on how to do average day-to-day. What am I supposed to do Monday through Friday when I'm going to church Sundays? What am I, what's my day supposed to look like? And so he says, the world, if you follow its rules, you get all kinds of this negative works. You get these negative, you get these negative results. And he says, you know, you, you become greedy. And that's the list right before this in verses 16 through 21. Drunkenness, carousing, envy, dissensions, factions, quarrels. Jealousy, strife, enmities. If you follow after what the world is selling, this is what you end up like and ultimately ends up in death. But once you say yes to Jesus the Christ, you get the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit starts channeling through you these things. And he says, by contrast, The fruit of the Spirit, I'm in verse 22. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, I've lived in several states. I grew up, I was a military brat, so we moved around a lot. And then I'm a pastor, so I move around a lot. Uh, married my wife out here in California. Our first call or first place that we w- went and followed, I got my MDiv from Fuller. We cruised out to New Jersey, Nuevo Jersey. I landed in Nuevo Jersey, and uh, it's different. <laughs> it's really different. We're driving on the street. Uh, and everybody, it's, it looks like a common street to me. You know, it looks like there's pedestrians and stuff. There's no sidewalks. And everybody's going about 65. And there's just, it looks like a, a trail through the woods. And they're, vroom, vroom, vroom. and then it divides. And then I'm supposed to be going left. And I see the light that I was supposed to go left at. And I was like, what was that? They have these things called jug handles. Have you ever been to New Jersey and been in a jug handle? 
You got to go right to go left. It makes zero sense. You're going at like 85 and all of a sudden there's a thing that says exit in five seconds. And you turn off and then you go right and then all the lights turn red and you drive all the way across. It's crazy. Anyway, my wife goes to the, the butcher shop. And have you ever seen that Seinfeld? No soup for you. She goes into this butcher shop and the guy is literally yelling, yelling at my wife to make a decision. What kind of cheese? What kind of meat? My wife comes home and she's, she's like a deer in headlights, pale. Wow, that was crazy. It was different. It's very different. It happened again in Texas. Paul says to the, word, to the people of Galatia, by contrast, you as people of God, you're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be aliens in this world. We're supposed to have love in our core. We're supposed to have joy in our core. Peace. And those are the internal ones. We're supposed to have love, joy, peace. That's all working inside of us as our engine. And then we're supposed to have these outward fruit, these outward fruit of patience, kindness, and today's word, generosity. As I was studying for this sermon, as I was doing my research, I noticed that all other translations, other than the NRSV, have the word goodness here. And I couldn't find, I couldn't find why the NRSV has generosity in all the other translations have goodness. And then I looked at the Greek, and the Greek stem is agios, which is good. So I was like, wow, I'm just racking my brain over and over. What, why does it say generosity and not goodness? My wife, the prophet, says that's your sermon right there. Generosity comes from goodness. Now, um, The goodness of God is where our generosity is going to be rooted in. The goodness of God is where our generosity is going to come from. Now, I used to, I used to work at a place called St. Andrew's Press down in Newport Beach. Like I said, I move around a lot. And uh, John Huffman, Reverend Doctor, Every once in a while, he would give his, what I called, make-a-list sermon. And he was, he was adamant on all Christians, on all followers of Jesus, at all times, being grateful. He used to say, every day should be Thanksgiving and every Sunday Easter. But his key tip on us becoming a thankful people is basking in the goodness of God. And he would commend his congregation, and I am commending us. Every once in a while, just sit down and list out the good things that God has given you. The goodness of God is going to be the root of our generosity. 
We as a people need to hide away in a corner and just list out all the things that have been given to us, all the ways that we've been blessed. Even in the darkest of darks, there's always some hope in the fact that God in the past has shown up. God in the past has dumped blessings upon you. God in the past has given you joy in the midst of sorrow. As preparing for the sermon, I started listing out my goodness. And God has been so good to me. He's given me a wife that loves me more than herself. He's given me children that have more energy than, I don't know, countries combined. He's given me a, a roof over my head every single day of my life. He's given me three square meals every single day of my life. He's given me loving parents. He's given me music. He's given me records. He's given me a congregation that cares whether I'm up or down. It's gifts of God. And we should be circling around it and giving praise. And that moves us straight to Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. And it's when Jesus, yeah, let's move there. What do you think? I think we should open our Bibles there. And I'm the same as you. I don't even have a bookmark for this. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. It's a sword drill. Do you guys have those when you were growing up? No? Bueller? Is anybody awake? <laughs> did anybody grow up in a church where they had sword drills? Do you know what this is? Yes, right there. Don did. Because it's called the sword of the Spirit, actually, earlier in this book. This is the sword of the Spirit to flame off the air, to ward off the arrows of the evil one. <laughs> this is our sword. We open them up to Matthew chapter 20. Who's got the page? 22? 21? 22? That's close. That's close enough for church work. That's what one of my other pastors used to say. Matthew 22. 20, 20 verses... 20, yeah, hold on. Matthew 20. Thanks for your patience. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went when he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon, about three o'clock, he, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, these, these last worked only one hour, 
and you've made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am agios, good, generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Jesus tells this parable to you and I. Because some of us have been a believer for a long time. Some of us have, have been to this church years and years and years. And I've, I've put in my time at San Marino Community Church. I was there for 40 years. And then we come in and we see that there's new believers. And they're experiencing grace. And they're experiencing all these amazing gifts. And we turn to God and say, what about... what?" What about me? I've been here forever. I, I, put the, I put in my time and listened to all those silly sermons. I listened to all that boring music. I, I did all this stuff. What about me? What about me? Jesus' point in this parable is all good gifts are from God and God gives to all. Keep your eyes on the truth that you have been given good things. Don't get distracted by other people's getting more or less than you. Don't get distracted by comparing with the, your neighbor. Don't get distracted by how this person is living such a way more joyful life than me. God is saying to us through his word, through Jesus the Christ, no, 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 no. I've been so good to you. I'm going to give to who I please. Don't worry about my conversation with your, the person to my, your right and to your left. Worry about the conversation between me and you. And remember, I have you. This microphone's driving me crazy. Amen. <laughs> Tom, I like you. I wish I was in here when I was preaching about joy, because Tom, that guy's got joy. Um, and then my final, my final thought. Generosity changes everything. When you're rooted in the goodness of God, and you're not focused on the person to the right or to your left, and you're receiving straight from the Heavenly Father by power of the Holy Spirit and through the blood of Jesus Christ, generosity will flow through you, and it will change everything. I had a friend I grew up with in high school. His name was Chris Frank. His dad was Fred Frank. If anybody knows any, like, he's an old Hollywood singer. And he's recently been, he went to be with the Lord. But I've never met a more generous man than Fred Frank. He was one of those, he was, he was a singer. And he sang with all the greats. And uh, I just, I remember one time, 
seeing him sing at Evie Free Fullerton, and he was doing it as well. This is just a side story. It's a freebie. But he was one of those guys that he would go at the end of his, like, lyrics, you know, it is well. You know, he was one of those guys. And he starts the song, and he's barely opening his mouth, and the, the music is just coming from his soul. And, he, and then by the end, he has his mouth fully open, and he is screaming, it is well with my soul. And there's hair, like, flowing back from the people in the congregation. He's just belting. He fills the room. That's just freebie. This Fred Frank was a beautiful man of God, one of my heroes. And one of his things, he was, he was also one of the pigs' voices in Charlotte's Web. So every time that showed on the, on the TV, he would get a nickel in the mail or something. Uh, he, he had these crazy, he, had, he would save these, these uh, checks, and sometimes it'd be like 2.7 cents. You know, it's crazy. Anyway, uh, but working, he also worked at Disneyland. He was one of those quartet guys with the, with the barbershop mustache for a while. And so he had tons of $2 bills. And he would walk around just in, like, average day. I was with him one time when he did this. And we were, he was driving us to a, he was amazing. He, he knew all the crazy good restaurants. We were going to El Tepeyac. Have you ever been to El Tepeyac? Oh, that guy, isn't that the amazing? It's that owner guy, he lets us in. He, anyway, I've got so many tangents going, it's crazy. Anyway, Fred Frank and I, we're walking in, and we're, we go into this gas station. We're, we're pulling up the gas, and there's this woman and she pulls up on this beat-up Volkswagen Beetle. And her kids are in the back, and they're screaming at each other, hitting at each other. And this lady gets out of the car, and she's just beat down. And she's walking towards the, the place where you pay, because she didn't have a credit card. She was going to go pay with cash. And she comes out, and her shoulders are broken, and she just looks like she's going to weep. Fred Frank walks up to her. And she's starting to pump her gas. And he puts his hand. He's a huge guy. He's got this hand that covers half her back. And he puts his hand on her back. And she just goes, and she turns and she looks. She first thinks, why is this guy going to, is he going to beat me up? And he says, I just want to give you a little pick-me-up. I see you needed some help today. Here's a $2 bill. And he would keep wads of these $2 bills and just hand them out to people, whether they're doing something good, whether they're doing something, you know, they, they feel downcast. And he would just hand out money. He would hand out these $2 bills. And I saw gener- like generosity, the power of God's Spirit working through Fred Frank, flowing through his hand, flowing through that $2 bill into that woman's heart, into that woman's body. She stood up strong. She stood up tall and she said thank you I really needed that he walked back and I said Fred what what is that about because this is the first time and he said God has given me so much it's just spilling out of my pocketbook it's just spilling out of my wallet God has given each of us in this room so so much remember God is good. And his goodness never runs out. You know, like there's a scarcity model and there's a plenty model. You could swim for all of eternity 
in God's goodness and never reach the bottom. God is an unlimited well of goodness. We're not going to run out. We bask in his goodness. We, we forget about who's to our right and who's to our left. We stop comparing ourselves with our neighbors. And we let the Spirit of God flow through us so that generosity might change everything. Amen.